On patreon.com slash consensus on reality you will find bonus episodes, written content and much more. This recording contains an exclusive follow-up and bonus episode only on Patreon. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. So, welcome to another episode of Consensus on Reality, your favorite uh, podcast this this year and from now on. Uh, we've been talking a lot about like AI lately and really running pretty fast and loose uh, with the <laughs> with the extrapolations of where that might go and what that is. Uh, me on the sort of uh, dystopian apocalyptic end, and Dave more on the, uh, you know, like let's just see what happens. Cyber and, curious, uh, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk, <laughs> Dave, and yeah. cyber, cyber goth Ben. Um, but I think yeah. uh, so. Today we're joined with uh, we're joined by uh, someone who knows something about it. <laughs> and uh that'll be good so it's uh alex kiefer who uh works in the field of uh artificial intelligence uh he has a phd in uh, philosophy and is sort of entered the realm of artificial intelligence from that slightly atypical route so it'll be interesting to see today what he can shine a light on in terms of uh, the AI apocalypse. Just <laughs> kidding. Um, <laughs> unless, I don't know. So yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, I think we've been talking a lot about this stuff with all the the metaverse talk and obviously kind of the movements towards living more online and. Uh, it's obviously a time when our tech precedes our understanding of the tech, you know, and I think that like uh, just rapidly um, is accelerating and has been accelerating for, you know, a couple decades probably. But um, yeah, so I think it's awesome to have somebody who's, you know, studied in philosophy and also is now working in artificial intelligence to maybe uh, either clear up some of uh the goofery that is going on out there in, t- in terms of conspiracy stuff, or maybe just uh, radicalize us further. Who knows? I, I can confirm that all of that is true up there <laughs> yeah, yeah. before we even get into it. <laughs> cool. Um, uh, yeah. What um, What is your sort of like? What are you working on in, in that realm uh, specifically? Um, it's weird. Like, so one cool thing about AI, well, about like deep learning, especially, is that it's like naturally kind of domain general so like my company has decided to just tackle everything at once so i've been working a little bit on like robotics control um that integrates like social interaction with trying to figure out um like where you are and stuff if you're a robot (laughs) um and and also just like generative ar ai art which is like all you know you see that stuff all over Mm, uh so we're, we're doing a version of that and um and some other stuff like, like natural language processing, which I'm sure will be fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so I guess those are the main things. 
Huh. Yeah, I've been I've seeing been a lot on. of those um, the generative AI bots on Twitter just sort of popped up recently, and there's tons of accounts with that yeah. stuff now, right? Yeah, creating. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the things that got me into this is like I really believe that these people came up with a pretty viable model of like the imagination. Huh. Mm, interesting. Um, wow. Well. <laughs> Uh, or like like how is it because uh, i feel like that's something that's like almost associated with like a, like magic or something how, how, is, yeah. how can you model such a thing yeah. right well i guess yeah so i think yeah so i mean it's a model right it, it is just yeah. a model i'm not saying it's right <laughs> it's as good as the real article but i think it's i think it's like basically um well the thing that's interesting that I don't know if this is where you wanted to go with this, by the way, I'll just run with it for a minute, but like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Like um, it's just like kind of the algorithm that I was impressed by was called the, the Helmholtz machine, which is a neural network that, so, so the, the big idea was, so it's really hard to do. Well, at least when this paper was written in like 1995, it was really hard to do computer vision. Like, you know, to just to get from a bunch of pixels to a label was like a really hard problem. Like, like they'd solved all these, these rule-based things like chess and, you know, and various games and proving theorems and logic and stuff. But um, uh, this is something more like, yeah, how do you get to a concept from, from visual data or something? And so this paper, this, um, this group proposed the idea that, well, <laughs> if you had a model of how to generate images from like thoughts, then you could just flip it around and you'd have a computer vision model. And so they were like, well, what if we start with a really bad computer graphics model <laughs> that goes from like uh, a, a, co a compressed code to an image and generate images using that and then train the vision model at the same time. So you have two really bad models and you bootstrap and train both of them at the same time. Hmm. And, um, and the cool thing is that the, the way that, uh, if this is a, if you read this as a philosophical account of imagination, it's like the way that it works is essentially just the same constraints that you'd use when you um, translate uh, visual data into concepts, just sort of run in reverse. And then you add a bunch of noise for the randomness, which is the magic part. Yeah. Um, cause who knows what, right. What, if right. there really is randomness, then that's as close to magic as you need. Yeah. So, huh. huh. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> and so that's sort of where these, uh, like, uh, I don't know what the newest one is called, but these like neural link, not neural link. That's the, uh, what's the, <laughs> there was like, oh, neural blender was the, mm -hmm. a big one. Like a few months ago. I don't ago. even know that one. I can't yeah. keep up with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like, that's like the principle that those work on. I guess. I mean, I, uh, if it's a generative AI art thing, then prob it's probably yeah, pretty much in that, pretty much that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Like I saw someone did like they did like they typed Lou Reed into it, and it came up with this sort of like monstrous looking like yeah. like thing like kind of like a Frankenstein's monster Lou Reed for, like yeah sort of, how, like so is it, it's getting in, like info from the internet or something right like it's That's like. Well, so probably, man, I can't, yeah. I don't know that particular model, but probably right. it, was, it was trained on a billion images of things, including Lou Reed. Yeah, right. right. And it, and maybe, and also, right. So that kind of thing would also have a language model component, yeah. which has, 
which is like read all of Wikipedia. Read, I mean, I, I say that in scare right. quotes, you know. Um, but, and um, yeah, so like it knows, quote unquote, or maybe not quote unquote, I don't know, we can get yeah. into it, but like yeah. it, it knows like the kinds of sentences that Lou Reed, the word appears in. And so anything statistically related to that might also be used to condition this image generation model, which then like, mm. so yeah, it's, it's like, um, yeah, I've seen, I remember seeing some of the earliest examples of computer, of, of like neural net generated art. And it looked like, it was like horrible, but amazing. It was like this, it looked like it was some slugs or yeah. made out of, out of dog parts basically. Right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw that it was like posted on Reddit and I was like, oh my God, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so the, it's basically like, I think these algorithms have a good handle on the, the statistics of like fine grained visual details, but then they don't always, it's, it's harder to, to get the, the, the grouping of the elements that define those lower order details, mm. um, to be related in a sensible way. So like, yeah, Lou Reed, um, but with weird perturbations sounds about right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so mm. interesting. Um, yeah. I guess that's kind of like, yeah, like what's, what it's being used for in the pop culture right now, which is like, you know, yeah. I don't, it's like, like a, a massive like data chimera, you know, or something like, yeah. that. I don't know that uh, all of the image have that, have that sort of slug quality too, where there's sort of a morphing yeah. or something going on. But yeah, that's interesting. Does, yeah. does, um, does this stuff you're working on sort of have that same kind of a, like gooey aesthetic, you know, or. I mean, it ends up having it, which I think is a little bit, you know, we, we try to get away from that. I think, I think it was cool and new originally, like originally mm -hmm. meaning like what, um, 10 years ago or whatever. And now I think it's become the thing that's like, it seems to be an artifact of the tool mm. at this point. Mm -hmm. And like, if you want to do something creative, you might want to get away from that, but it's hard, hard to get yeah. away from that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, yeah. <laughs> right. It's almost like the, like like uh paint like having a certain mm. texture to it or something that you can't really it's like part of the medium i guess right yeah exactly yeah um huh anyway so what do you think of i guess it's not quite ai but to change the subject slightly what do you think of the sort of well the whole facebook metaverse thing and that sort of like uh, <laughs> yeah the move from like the move online, I guess it's almost like this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, that's, I really would love to hear what you guys think about it. But what I think is, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's, it's kind of the same way I feel about progress and progress in general, like yeah. since, you know, the industrial revolution and whatever <laughs> before that, Yeah. I don't know if we're on the right train or not. And it's a huge, it matters like as much as any, it matters infinitely. And I don't know if it's, yeah. Or where we should be going or not yeah um mostly i'm skeptical though <laughs> right are you skeptical of uh the infrastructure for it or or if it's the right thing to like even the right thing for humanity <laughs> yeah i mean i'm mostly skeptical of the particular in in way it's been instantiated by this particular company at this particular time in yeah. the context it's in yeah. really really it's, it's so it's sort of extrinsic like the idea of of us sort of moving into a meta realm where everything's virtual. Actually, I mean, 
so I know snow crash comes up in this context a lot, but right. like mm -hmm. when I read that, I was like, wow, because I had had that idea since I was like six. I was thinking about that, right? Mm -hmm. About this, you know, you touch a tree and you sort of activate all of these data points that are overlaid on the tree that provide you more information. You can zoom in and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I always thought that was a fascinating idea. And that's why I got into this field partly. But hmm. when I see this being, maybe I'm, it's a leap to equate that with what Facebook's doing. But when I see this um, being realized in this way where to me, the motives are murky and not being made clear to people. And, you know, there's all sorts yeah. of just bad, bad humanity around it. That's what bothers <laughs> me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Snow crash is, is excellent. It's the early kind of, well, I guess that's not that early, but the, you know, the cyberpunk stuff is just so visceral that I could see how that would inspire somebody to get involved in that field. It's so um, visual too, obviously, but um yeah, it just seems like it's kind of a, it's all being um, put into vogue very fast um, because of COVID related stuff. It seems opportunistic, obviously. I don't know if that's what you're hinting at, but um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it seems like there's a lot of issues too, um, just in terms of like rendering and stuff and this sort of like uh, cartoony quality to it all. It, it seems like maybe a workaround to actually um, rendering the visualization of a world instead making it like uh, cartoon avatar based. But there's some sort of weird psychology to that too of some yeah. never, never never land quality. Right. Yeah. The, the Disney features. factor. Yeah. Yeah. It feels mm. very like uh, I don't know. Well, for one thing, the whole cartoon thing, I feel like, uh, destroys like physiological difference that people like have from person to person. And it turns everyone into sort of like a, <laughs> I don't know what you call it, but yeah, the sort of cartoon aspect is, I can't quite, except for that, I can't quite put my finger on why that bothers me so much. Cause I mean, it's not like I don't like cartoons. It's like, I guess it's like the mix of like the, like, uh, government kind of feel to the whole thing like it feels like it could pretty quickly like become like a mandatory thing or something or like not mandatory but like yeah no, I, I could see how you could think that I mean de facto having a cell phone is almost mandatory now and yeah. right I always hear the comparison of this to cell phones it's like cell phones are addictive we'll wait till you see this thing mm -hmm. so yeah. I can see I can see the worry and yeah the mix of cartoony and gov governmental is definitely not easy <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, um, it's interesting the way that uh, the blockchain plays into it, too, and sort of the the quality of the blockchain that um, your transactions are sort of public and inescapable, you know? So, like, the idea of having one wallet that you're tethered to that... Yeah, I don't like that. ...can just be out <laughs> there is, is, like, some... Is, you know... Uh, it's just relative to like some revelations based conspiracy nonsense, you know, that's been put out there forever. Uh, yeah. I, I forget the details of the, of the revelation stuff, but I definitely, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like this idea of, I mean, it's actually, there's an interesting tension here because the blockchain stuff is partly all about distributed, you know, ness yeah. and, um, yeah, yeah. and lack of I mean, trying to avoid centralization. I think you guys talked about this once I listened to, this is a good podcast. I listened to some episodes of it, oh, but um, yeah. So like distributed stuff and, and, and transparency or like 
like you said, that it's on a public record forever, that that can be good in some ways. Mm -hmm. So there's a tension between that and like, this is the tool that's going to be the ultimate surveillance type um, tool. Right. Sister. Yeah. That's, Um, it's, that's why it's such an interesting time right now is I think people are simply just trying to understand what the hell it is. But if you look into it a little bit, you know, the whole web three thing could be seen as a sort of like liberative or liberating technology. Um, and you know, the, the idea of like a P to P type internet, you know, I think people see a lot of positive in that obviously. And, accountability maybe through the blockchain but then you know if, if you want to sort of tunnel into some uh conspiracy conspiratorial thinking then you know you have like uh ideas of like an overpowering omnipresent government that you can't escape unless you're a part of this like transactional based ledger you know yeah yeah i don't understand um <clears throat> I I guess yeah. My, my issue with it always has been like I don't understand how it couldn't. That's not obvious that it's going to be like a totalitarian move. Like, how could that ever be like? Except for like maybe for like five minutes at the very beginning. It seems like it's just so well built for total surveillance of everyone. Like it's built for that almost. Like mm-hmm. almost like it's like uh, that was the like original idea, and they kind of shifted it to like the counterculture for a minute to see like if it could get into the culture better that way i mean you know well i I tend to think in similar ways i think than to you (laughs) in this on this so like i i definitely see that i guess i have a bit of a different angle because well i don't know that i don't know people who develop like blockchain or anything um directly but i i think that there's a certain like genuine like left field we're going to do things differently kind of type of thinking people who built who build this kind of thing um at least that's the case i think for for neural nets like there's another thing that can be you know you can just see it as like it's just the machinery behind face recognition and it's you know it's it's been oppressive from the start but i think that people who developed it like had a you know like had a genuine passion for it at least and like you know were being creative and and really just cared about the thing they were building for its own sake, which of course could be terrible, right? Because that's the same <laughs> right. as the people who yeah, worked in the Manhattan the Project. The Manhattan Project. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not an exoneration by any means, but like, yeah. I don't know. Um, blockchain seems, it seems to me like it has, I can't explain, right, why I would think that it has the potential for um, something better exactly. Um, but to me, the problem, the thing that's definitely a problem is that what you mentioned, like you have to be part of it. That that's that's the thing that that yeah. that worries me. If you could just opt out, then okay, fine. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting because I think arguably you'd have to think that the people who developed the blockchain already thought that the government was sort of a totalitarian entity to a degree. Um, so they were trying to maybe like um, create an infrastructure that couldn't be uh, infiltrated by you know governments in that way um i um shoot i lost my thought a little bit there but um it reminds me of like tor which like i guess people developed for similar and like other like uh private internet browsing stuff but i feel like 
at least in my like cursory research on it, it always seems to lead back to like some sort of military like development type thing. Right. Like yeah. it's almost like a like playground for people where like you know it's like there's no rules here except like you know. Yeah, I don't. Just, my my idea is like uh, it always yeah. kind of filters back to that it might have been developed by like DARPA in the first place. You know, like the whole Satoshi yeah. thing is kind of interesting with Bitcoin. Yeah. And Tor, it kind of seems like that might have just been like developed uh, in in defense, you know. And even if it's not, it seems like these things always kind of get swallowed up into that regardless. So I don't know where that gray area is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty predictable that that will happen. And I mean, even some of my favorite like machine learning researchers definitely took DARPA money like... <laughs> pretty early on in their career and they probably didn't think anything of it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what their politics are or whatever. So I won't, I, I can't really say what that means to them, but, um, but it, yeah, if you're looking at it pragmatically, it's, it's hard for this stuff not to go wrong, <laughs> uh, in many ways. And, uh, but yeah, and yeah, okay. Just to come back to the thing earlier, like, I guess I'm not convinced I mean, it's partly just the momentum and that like, you know, I used to dream about this when I was a kid and it's hard not to, it's hard to like give up the dream if yeah. I want to work on it. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah. I'm, if I'm convinced that it's evil for humanity, I guess I'll stop. But like, <laughs> but I also don't think that we just want to try to go backward. For sure. That doesn't seem like what was, what would the point have been? Right. So, you know, yeah. I mean, maybe we do a little backtrack and then there's some other like where do we go back to though like is the information right. age the problem is it yeah. earlier than that yeah <laughs> i i don't know yeah i mean yeah are we like are we still in the information age are we leaving that or like what would be after that i think we got to still be in it maybe there's some other age embedded yeah. in it yeah I, right i'm not quite like a luddite about any of it and I, I don't i don't think it's all bad obviously um yeah we're fully in great we're basically like uh you know cyborgs at this point anyway just the way that the internet is uh involved in our lives um but yeah it, it's interesting um thinking about the way that information is used and and data is used and and i think like the the way that pattern recognition always wants to like push out some sort of uh connectivity between things you know and people want to see like a grand sort of conspiracy behind why things are the way they are and it and things just aren't like going in many different directions all the time you know mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know about I, that i mean it's weaponized too i mean people understand right. yeah, this yeah. this is what this is like uh you know how money gets hidden with like actual conspiracies they kind of will hide a level under some sort of ridiculous conspiracy, you know, to create a layer yeah, of absurdity, yeah. uh, to That's cloak true. it, or even something like QAnon where, you know, you could create a conspiracy to, you know, sway an election or whatever, or galvanize, you know, a, a public opinion, you know, it's, it's being like weapon conspiracies weaponized at this point. Uh, yeah. I think it probably always has, has been, I mean, yeah, right. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but I do, I do think that's true on a, on a different scale now. I mean, just because it's, it's like, like awareness of conspiracy 
type um, theorizing or thinking or culture or whatever is, is like mainstream at this point, mm-hmm. which I think is like, yeah. is, is new. <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> it reminds me of like, I mean, I guess conspiracy thing. It was also, it was always kind of like a subculture as opposed to like, or like in addition to being, um, you know, a mode of, thinking or something and it's not even like it's also like kind of an artificial subculture and i guess probably a lot of them were but like since you know it was sort of created as a way to discredit like people who questioned the jfk assassination it was like a a way to box people into a certain place but it is interesting that it's kind of like coming out now as like a major political force or something like I don't, like to back a major political candidate at a, you know it's like anyway maybe we're getting yeah. in the weeds a little bit oh yeah it's gonna go all over um, in the weeds we'll probably just, like <laughs> in 10 minutes we'll be like so what is quantum computing <laughs> oh yeah i don't know shit i don't know <laughs> yeah um but yeah, I don't. Anyway, yeah, yeah, no. If you ask, like, um, if you polled like Americans, I'm sure the majority at this point would say that UFOs are real, and you know that's like a, a kind of like a compound question anyway. But now that sort of narrative is being used to probably push um, defense agendas right now, where you know it's it's in the yeah. news and stuff, and it's like, well, we need to. We need to defend our skies against the hypothetical threat, which is probably just like China and Russia, you know, but yeah. yeah. Right. But it's, but it's a, it's a barometer of where I'm at anyway, that that's, I, that's, I just assume that that's what that narrative is, is that it, I assume that it's a, or I try not to assume, but it seems like it's a, it, that's a conspiracy in itself, right? It's a sure. conspiracy thought in itself, but it seems obviously true that this is probably being used to, to push yeah. an agenda, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So it's like a meta conspiracy. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you, I mean, I want what? <laughs> this is your podcast. Don't let me turn it around on you. But what do you think? <laughs> what do you think the um, like? Um, I forget what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> about you? About um. What? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. So like, do you think that we can, is there any constructive or like, can human beings like have access to the internet, like, or something like the internet and can it work? I mean, because to me, it's just like, you have everything plugged into your head. I don't, I just don't think it works. I think that's why we're in this netherworld of like, who knows what's true. Cause like, yes. Yeah. yeah, No, I totally agree with you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that's usually, it does seem like too much or yeah. And I think it's dry. It's like accelerating some pathologies, (laughs) like it's, uh, or creating them. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like people's, uh, and there's like a whole relationship in the, uh, sort of occult field of, of synchro mysticism now and noticing synchronicities. And it's something we talk about a lot. Um, and I, th- I think we kind of like, like to almost document it and, and archive it. Um, 
but it's interesting the line of where people's pattern recognition is is um in some sort of feedback loop with what they consume through the internet you know and also like the involvement like of algorithmic technology yeah. yeah 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 that like you wonder i mean it seems like it would be all too easy to drive any one individual completely insane through the use of the algorithm oh yeah like right. so so easy that you can't imagine that they're not doing it targetedly for paranoid but it just seems like common sense like mm-hmm. for any like non you know undesirable like yeah <laughs> i i hadn't even thought that much about that but it makes sense it's certainly something that the technology could probably do and like it would be a real useful tool. So yeah, I'm sure there's some of that going on. There's certainly, that's certainly going on hundred percent as much as I'm sure of anything. I mean, the universe could have come into existence two seconds ago, whatever, but 99% sure that that's being done more at like a blanket level, you know, mm-hmm. message crafting and all that, you know, of course. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and like for, you know, obviously with advertising and stuff, like people are all on Reddit, like, uh, you know, I just thought of, uh, I was thinking of Levi's and then a Levi's ad came up and it's like, well, yeah, like, I mean, you probably had said Levi's earlier or something and your microphone's on and now it's showing you the ad and we all sort of accept these uh, insidious truths every day. So I think like living with that sort of reality drives people to even, you know, crazier thoughts that may or may not be real. Yeah. I do feel like we're in like an age of like, I don't know if it's like corporate people or like some sort of, I don't know like who's doing what, like I can't, I'm not like claiming any like shadowy elite type thing, but I feel like we're in an age of like things are being like pushed on people in a massive way that is like, they're trying to see how much people are willing to pay, like in terms of, in order to keep the luxuries that were introduced like 10 ish years ago or like, 20 years ago like super fast internet like smart like smart they're trying to like see how much you're willing to like give up in terms and i don't want to like bring any kind of covid thing into it necessarily but i feel like it's a similar model to that where in like at least tutorial angle like and i i mean no matter where you fall on the covid thing it's like obvious that like it the structure of this event mimics this like this uh what i'm saying of like how much is the public willing to take of a certain like kind of restriction um Mm -hmm. but i guess what i'm talking about more is like the incursion of your private into your privacy by yeah what what yeah what appears to be advertisers (laughs) yeah right no i i okay it's totally clear to me in the covid case that that's one element of what's going one dimension or aspect of what's going on is yeah some kind of testing of pushing the envelope in certain ways but then i was wondering what the yeah what's the analog for that in the just in terms of like all using digital tech and stuff and yeah yeah it's funny yeah we just take it for granted now that facebook is listening ha 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 right and, yeah. and it's like yeah and, and you just keep buying stuff and doing stuff so right yeah i mean I mean, I love, I, I do always think about solutions and like how to, how to sort of change this stuff. I mean, maybe some of it can be, can be lived with, but like, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to really 
uh, as an individual oh, try yeah. to change this stuff it's it's tough yeah i don't um, think yeah i don't think any of us could do, do anything about it but i think noticing it is good because it's kind of tricky because it's so slow <laughs> or it comes in like bursts um like the changes to certain things or, and like the way that it creeps into like the culture is like often by like first like dismissing it as paranoid and then reintegrating it as like a true thing and then like mm. it's like this like little dance do you think people will get used to that cycle at some point <laughs> like so that i think they are yeah oh, but like once we're, once we're used to it i would think that maybe that particular strategy would have to change or something oh. mm -hmm. Although maybe not, yeah. if people just don't mind that much, then yeah, yeah. why well, fix it if it ain't broken? Yeah, um, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. um, I mean that's yeah, it's it's so dark, but I feel like the internet is like it's just so crazy. It's like unrecognizable um, from mm. like pre-Trump or like what, but it feels like within the last eight-ish years or so is when I'm like kind of like there's three websites and you know that the whole like cliche of like of that but like <clears throat> i don't know um yeah do you think like there's hope for the landscape of and the architecture of the internet itself like kind of what ben's talking about maybe in the uh in the aughts to like uh 2010 maybe it seemed like there was a you know the blogs and a more website-based uh, architecture of the internet. It, it seemed like there was more of a free exchange of uh, information and and uh, even maybe like digital commodities like music and stuff like that. Um, but mm. now, now that we're kind of, uh, you know, transporting everything through these uh, three social media websites or so, it feels like everything's hammered down a lot more. Um, do you think there's kind of like a, do you foresee any sort of like change happening with that or? Um, yeah. I mean, the first thing I think it exists though. I think that's sort of open, you know, like GeoCities type pages and stuff like that is it's still there. It's just, it's just that these, these, you know, platforms that have this, you know, network effect, as they say, have gotten so dominant in people's consciousness when they log on that, right. that, that other stuff, is just less noticeable but and also when it comes to copyrighted material and stuff like that there has been a sort of mm -hmm. yeah erosion of the the freedom to to trade mp3s and stuff um yeah but i do i can see it i don't know it's hard to predict but it's uh, it's hard to, it's hard to predict because i i just don't know like like i can see people getting bored with how like it, i could see it becoming more stagnant stagnant if these trends continue right become more and more yeah. boring to be there and then people would i mean people have already shifted to sort like some non-mainstream platforms you know some of them have to do with like politics and there's like you know certain like so you know platforms that are considered right wing or whatever but a lot of it yeah. is just like people yeah. are tired of of things being so locked down so so i think there's been a there's a whole bunch of alternative platforms that have grown up, but um, I don't know if I can see people like abandoning YouTube, for example, so that mm -hmm. in a real way, like there's like mass spillover to other 
platforms, which is too bad because like I was really upset that they re- removed the dislike button, for example. And like I really want people to <laughs> branch yeah. out. Um, but like like I'm just thinking about like television. Like people didn't. That was like the means of you know mass control before the internet, of course. And yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there was no obvious way to like change that or like you know i just don't know if the internet has something built into it that's different than that yeah it's it's interesting i think it it, it's funny you say that those websites are still out there because it's like in my head i'm like oh yeah i mean that's totally true (laughs) right there it's just like you're you get sucked into these portals that have have dominated uh the whole form of the internet itself and then they kind of come with their own built in like amnesia you know where if say i was like looking at like a a music review instagram account you know i don't think i could like revisit that page and like have some sort of memory attached to it but when you had like a separate mm. blog or something then it it's kind of like in its own real estate on the internet um i don't know maybe that's a personal thing but uh yeah it, it's interesting to imagine how it could possibly change from here and uh maybe it's is it is it like a visiting a record shop in the metaverse you know (laughs) i'm just kidding yeah half kidding Uh, (laughs) um yeah i uh i don't know it's weird whatever it is i'm well into it though like we we have like like my company has like a virtual office it's like a video game basically Hmm. Yeah, and uh, and it's like fun, you know. I could see getting used to this, but uh, but I don't really, I don't really like. I'm 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 worried about the the kids, you know, who are yeah, who don't course. like who don't know any anything else, and and more yeah. and more so as time as time goes on. That, that's that's yeah. my concern. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, but I think when I yeah, like growing up on the internet or or whatever, like. <clears throat> the specific internet that I grew up with, like from, you know, 2003, uh, four up until like, I had matured into like a, a person. Um, and the way that impacted my like understanding of the world, like with like, just like, everything was accessible a hundred percent. There was no real walls between like a, good internet and a bad internet or like an officially sanctioned internet or not. And and moving into like what kids today will have a, not that like, I'm not saying what what I experienced was good because I think that you're not supposed to, you shouldn't see like accidentally like horrible gore videos when you're 10 years old. It's just not, it's not good. Um, But the other end of the spectrum being so integrated into this thing where like, you can't even really get out of it. Like, I could always just like close the computer and then go somewhere else. And like, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. um, today I feel like it's not so easy to get away from it. Um, it's kind of like built into everything. Um, so yeah, I, I see the concern for like, for kids and like people who are like developing while, right. Yeah. Spending time on this. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, I have no doubt that people's brains will adapt wonderfully to this stuff and they'll just, you know, <laughs> repurpose their 
cortex to like optimally deal with it and like be be awesome at it and everything and it could be a nice life i guess but i'm just i'm just worried about what things will seem like unthinkable in the future like like not wearing a seatbelt would have been okay like however many hundred years ago or whatever you know and I'm not saying yeah. we should, you know, that particular example, like we're in the wrong, we're in the wrong right. uh, world, but um, just like, I mean, I can imagine like, okay, this is paranoid, but I can imagine in like 20 years, like just going outside to like hang out with, with some people in a park and be like, well, that's, you're crazy. Like there's bodies have germs and like, you know, yeah. you don't need to do that. And for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean that, that, anecdote seems like it could be quicker than imagining other stuff i i kind of think about like the the fahrenheit stuff of like um you know you uh a movie gets updated you know like scenes get taken out of a movie but the movie only exists digitally so uh owning like dvds (laughs) becomes illegal or something like that but like uh, I don't know. You could go in a lot of different directions. Um, I wanted to ask you real quick, uh, if you, uh, it's just like another hot button topic, obviously, and maybe it's stupid, but have you like visited the simulation theory stuff at all? And, and, uh, what do you think about it? Do you think it's like absurd or is it sort of like a reification of old myths or something? <laughs> no, I, I love to talk about that. Um, I don't think it's absurd at all. It's just, I, I totally get the argument. It seems like like the statistically, like it's likely we're in a simulation argument <laughs> kind of makes sense. And I, I've, I've, I've never tried to really articulate what bothers me about the argument, but there's something wrong with it, I think, <laughs> which is just like, which is like, okay, but like, what, okay, well, what would the base reality be like um and uh i don't know maybe it's a lack of imagination but uh i can't imagine that it just seems like an extravagant hypothesis to think that there's another thing that's just like this like reality uh that's you know we're sort of running on a digital uh system that's built in that other reality just because it would undermine the reason to, to, I mean, when you posit that more fundamental reality, you're basing it on this thing that you experience. So, I mean, that's not inconsistent or anything. It's just, um, I lose, I lose sight a bit of the, of the, um, of the alternative to the simulation hypothesis when I start to think about it. Um, (laughs) but you know, I guess you could say it's simulations all the way down or something. Right. Um, right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I i feel the same thing of where i don't it doesn't really makes even the, yeah like logically you can sort of understand the argument but i don't really think that it makes it doesn't feel like it could possibly be it's, it feels very much like a thought experiment and like it can't possibly be more than that and i don't know yeah i don't know why mm. um, well so there's some particular pieces of evidence that i've heard about so this is like mm-hmm. not me speaking as like uh, a scientist, not that I'm a scientist, but not even me speaking professionally. This is just, you know, an anecdote yeah. I remember, like reading something about how. So, so one thing that is, that's like been important in neuroscience and AI lately is this idea of predictive coding. So it's like, 
the idea that your brain mind is constantly generating predictions about what it's going to about what what sensory um, stimulation events are going to occur, right? And so, like projecting top down these predictions, um, and so that's it's a it's a information it's like a signal uh, compression strategy because if you predict most of the signal, then you don't have to pass forward as much. Mm-hmm. And so, I remember reading some article on Facebook like several years ago about how some physicists had claimed to discover traces of um, predictive coding somehow in some way in the way that the universe is put together or something like that there, you know, God knows what it was, right? Some, some um, pattern in some sort of data um, suggested that that was, um, that that was happening. And I mean, it's interesting to think about that kind of thing. It's just, I guess I'm not sure whether like digital I mean, predictive code is not, doesn't have to be digital, but um, whether the kinds of things, okay, here's the dilemma. It's like either the kinds of things that we can currently build, like computers are capable of like being supporting consciousness or, or not. But if they're not, then, uh, then they're just like life forms basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I don't know. This always turns into this when I try to explain it. It's like it, it doesn't it doesn't go very well. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not yet convinced. Like to really get into this, I just I feel like to really get into this, I feel like I need to understand whether there is a whether it's true, which I think quantum mechanics says, but whether it's true that there's like a smallest building block of, of the physical world, Hmm. (laughs) because if there's anything special about consciousness and biology and stuff, I think it would have to be like, like Leibniz said something like the difference between a machine and an organism is that an organism is a machine in in all its parts. Uh, So it would have to be the special thing is that potentially the, the physical world has like an sort of infinite, um, quality like infinite base you can't reduce it to its smallest bits but if we're living in a simulation then there are literally bits or qubits or whatever at the bottom of it Hmm. um and so and that could be true of you know reality as well and um but that would be one possible difference um that's interesting i never heard that aspect of it um yeah uh what are some of the other like justifications of the simulation theory because i i think it it, to me it just seems like um you know it's a it's very similar to like the gnostic myth of like uh you know uh the architecture of like uh what what word would you use to describe it like the demiurge's creation in in like a false false world world. yeah right yeah yeah i guess that theme runs through a lot of religion huh Right. Like, yeah. yeah. But Gnostic Gnosticism is like the clearest. But I mean, other like reasons for it. I think the main argument is mostly just supposed to be that if you assume that we can create simulations that are indistinguishable from you know reality, then uh, we would have done that, and there would be way more of those than there would be base realities. Right. So yeah. the chances are you're in one of them. I really think that's the the key right. argument. Yeah. But yeah, can yeah. can we though? Is there like well, evidence that we actually can? Like, well, I mean, 
And well, the, the evidence I've always heard is like, well, just just look how much better Halo is getting every year or whatever. And mm-hmm. and you know, you can and, and and yes, you can like you know that brains. I don't believe actually that it's clear that brains produce conscious experience, but like we know that yeah. by altering your brain, you can alter conscious experience. Um, and by plugging things into it that are like digital, you can make experiences happen. Like you can have a false retina or whatever. Mm. So right. um, why not? I guess is sort of like if you extrapolate, it's not clear. Yeah. That's why I went into all this stuff. I went into predictive coding and like qubits and stuff because it's not clear to me how to pin down what it is that we couldn't do. Mm-hmm. At least in terms of creating the phenomenology mm-hmm. um, artificially. Right. Is a uh, are qubits? Uh, is that like an intentional pun with like the biblical <laughs> unit of measure? Oh, I have, no, I have no idea. That's a good question. I always, um, I always just like, are they like? I feel, I always feel like I'm talking to like Solomon or something when, when they're mentioning qubits. That's that's um, cool. That gives it a cool twist. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I gonna ask about that though? Uh, as far as like, I mean, are, is everyone pretty much convinced like in the field of AI that like it's possible to actually create consciousness like in the way that like a person is conscious? I always feel like, how do we know that something else is conscious? Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I, I can't say that people are generally convinced of that, but like there are a lot of people who think that it's possible. Um, I used to be pretty convinced it was possible just because I I kind of bought into this I mean, I don't like to be an ist in philosophy, but I kind of bought into functionalism, which is just the idea that like, ment- like when I like mental states are when when you use a word like belief or experience or perception, that you're referring to a state in terms of its implicit like role, the, the role that it plays with respect to other states. Like, it's it just just like it's like I, I think that's how this you know they always call it folk psychology, but how just intuitive psychology must have arisen is by implicitly understanding how we behave with each other. And you build sort of a model of that. And so, so if that's the case, then, you know, we can like, there's some paper that like establishes as a basic result that if you have a two layer uh, neural network in the formal technical sense, just like it's really just an equation, right. But if you have that, then you can, you can approximate any function. So if you think of things people do, and this to me, this is reductive and I don't really think this way about people, but if you think of the things people do as functions, input output relations, anything that you can express in those terms, we can simulate. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I do think there's more to human beings than that, but again, that's why I think if there is, it must tie into this, uh, in infinite. Right. Yeah. Cause then I feel like after you can simulate anything, which I totally understand, I think it's probably possible, but like, is any, is there anyone in there, I guess, is what it like, is anything actually experiencing oh. that? Oh, right. So, okay. Right. Thanks for, sir, to, for making that explicit. So like, yeah. So like even people, even in philosophy, there are, you know, the, like Ned Block, for example, famous philosopher took this position, like, yeah, but consciousness, you can't, isn't isn't a matter of function you can't reduce consciousness to function and so like i mean i said i used to believe this because i believe functionalism and it seemed to me that you can you can sort of operationalize consciousness as well you can say like well if you're aware basically as being aware of your own mental states if you're aware of what you see and you're aware of what you think you're conscious Mm -hmm. yeah um and then you can say well awareness is 
you know, here's what it takes to be aware. You can spell out the, draw the wiring diagram, uh, which, um, but I'm not really convinced. I mean, I'm not really convinced of that. Although I don't know, uh, the, the more I, I read and experience and study, the more I think that it's likely that, um, that consciousness is sort of like, um, more, more or less a, uh, just a, it's like a, a, du, a, dual, a duality. It's like anything that exists might have that side to it, I think. Mm. Mm. And then, then it's just a question, which is a kind of a view with a long history. And I've never like gotten around to like formally defending it in philosophy, but like, that's kind of what I tend to think. And like, if that's the case, then I think, yeah, my laptop, my laptop is a physical object. It, pro- it also has an energetic side. I think it probably has a consciousness side, but not as a laptop. I mean, a laptop is a bunch of stuff we slap together to right. do something. <laughs> yeah. But I think, but then the question that's interesting to me is, so what's the alternative to that? So like I mentioned Leibniz earlier, but like the, yeah. the I think the artifacts that we impose order on, it's not likely that the order, that what they are qua the order we impose on them is a conscious entity, I don't think. It's it's like you know you you take some wood and chop it up and make a bookcase out of it. Like the wood has its intrinsic sort of nature and structure, but the bookcase is doesn't care about that and is not really essentially connected to it. So I suspect it's the same thing with you know electrons and stuff flowing through a. Actually, I just saw a video claiming that electrons don't actually flow, so I guess that's wrong. But um, <laughs> anyway, it's you know electromagnetic fields that are being shaped by this material. Um, and there might be some conscious aspect to that because it's a thing, but I I don't think that as a computer simulation, it's conscious. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we could create something that's conscious because, but then the question is, I'll shut up in one second, but the question is like, (laughs) what, what is this other thing that I'm holding up as like the the genuine article, right? Right. Like order imposed by nature or something, but that sounds like way too just old fashioned. And, you know, I, I can't know if I can defend that either. Right, like uh, the difference between like uh, a river that like pushes a bunch of sticks together into some sort of dam versus like a dam built out of like stones that men brought from different places. Like which well, one would have consciousness? <laughs> well, no, I mean that's that's interesting, but but no, I mean honestly, like even the even if the river assembles the dam, I think the dam would be sort of accidentally related to. I guess I'm talking about yeah, like. Yeah like like i guess i'm saying the form of order that exists in like a tree or a, a, an organism of some kind is it, it, to me it's that that kind of thing we, we don't yet know how to produce that and i'm aware i mean there are people there's like if look up like michael levin's research there's like research into making life forms you know new life forms synthetically that mm. you know they're alive but again that's sort of like taking pieces from something that already exists and sticking them together right and so right. Is that like the z- Xenobots? Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah I mean, like, it's only some stuff, right? Like in the world, like that. I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, does, yeah, does rearranging it create new things? Is that like part of the question? Well, like, yeah, I mean, just rearranging things arbitrarily according to your, your concept, you know, your, according to your, your, desire that has nothing to do with that thing. I just, I have a hard time believing you can create a new subject, uh, a new um, 
uh, locus of subjectivity yeah. <laughs> by just rearranging materials. Mm. Um, although that's what I guess happens all the time when you have children and stuff. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I feel like there's something more. Yeah, well, no, that's, that's true. I guess that's true. But I feel like there is something more like. Uh, I, I don't know what the word. There's something that like uh, that is like almost like ancient or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like a process that is I don't know no, that's, universal or something. That's that's what I'm trying to put my finger on. Is what is it about that other thing that's yeah. so special? If you're yeah. not content to just say oh it's nature, which is may as well just say God. If you're not content to just say that, then like right. what what is it about that that's like the genuine article versus sure. the mm-hmm. other thing? Yeah. Yeah. It, it may be that it traces back infinitely or however far back to the beginning, which to me is a fundamental mystery that I don't think, yeah, I don't think I, I don't see how anyone science or otherwise is ever going to um, fully explain that. Yeah. That seems like right. certain to me. Yeah. Either it's infinite or it's some kind of crazy self-generating paradox. I mean, mm. yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess the, the big bang isn't, uh, like adequate it's clearly an event right if the big bang yeah. is clearly something that happened then <laughs> right either either had no other cause or was its own cause which means it's god right right, right. yeah <laughs> wow yeah that, that never really sat right with me and then but so yeah it must be something i guess but or or not i don't know <laughs> right yeah i don't know um, it's crazy yeah <laughs> yeah and i always like the uh I always like the concept of like panpsychism and the idea that the brain is sort of like a radio receiving consciousness or, you know, like the, the tool through which, um, uh, consciousness could be received. And I'm not about to defend that for, uh, my thesis or anything, but it's always in a poetic (laughs) way. I think it's always been an appealing explanation of the world and, and the sort of like immaterial doctrine of, uh, like Barclay and stuff like that. Um, I think you see it all around you in the way that language shapes the world and the way that ideas kind of inform what and who we are. It seems like everything's sort of imbued with consciousness to a degree, you know, whether or not it actually is conscious. It's like uh, it ha- it has consciousness recorded into it or projected onto it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, I didn't use that word, but panpsychism is is kind of what I was referring to earlier yeah. as well, or from a form of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, and just one one other reason to to flirt with that idea. I mean, I realize I I don't always like um, bring the research I've done or the stuff of whatever I've studied for a long time onto the to the forefront or to the table. I, so sometimes it sounds like I'm kind of flippant, but like there's reasons, like one reason is that that I, I, I am tempted by that kind of thought is that there is, um, if it's, it's very hard to, to find like a mechanism of higher cognition that neuroscience has uncovered or whatever that isn't replicated structurally at much lower levels hmm. in much simpler systems in nature. Hmm. So like, the big one, the big one is meta awareness, metacognition. Like that's many theories of consciousness say it's about being aware of your, like I said earlier, like aware of your thoughts, aware of your mental states, but that basic mechanism 
exists like at the very earliest stages of like vision, you know, like this computer vision algorithms, imagination I was talking about earlier, it's deep learning itself is all about meta representing data again and again, the representation of a representation. Of course, representation can be a magic word, but like, you know, um, just the idea that you're, you have something that's sort of responding to or monitoring something. And then that thing itself becomes the target of another monitoring process. And so, so that exists all over the place. So it's hard to even, even once you get into the science, to me, it's hard to pin down something that would be like the big thing that, that brings consciousness along with it. Hmm. Unless it's something that seems arbitrary, like you have above X number of units or brain cells or something. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make sense. I mean, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The whole like brain size versus consciousness thing always seemed strange to me. Like, uh, cause that's almost just kind of like, like phrenology or something. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. That, yeah. yeah. Um, or, you know, like crows being like so highly intelligent and like conscious you know the more research they do into like that kind of bird the more they're like oh this is like a person yeah (laughs) and then like you know like there's like you know people saying like they're smarter than like some of the like apes like that kind of you know like yeah i mean um i mean i just want to i don't mean to suggest there's no differences either between different intelligences but like you know you brought this point up and like i mean it's there's definitely things like that and like yeah pigeons i guess or have like four or like tetrachromats like they they can see more colors than we can see i think it's pigeons um so like yeah there's there's differences between types of types of brains and types of organisms but maybe that's the boring moral is it's just like eh, it's like these are matters of degree between these different types of beings and right it's not so much a black and white yeah for sure yeah it may be like our, the development of our consciousness would have no use to them or something, you know, or just went in a different direction. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. Uh, well, okay. So one of the things is like, uh, we talk about this person, Tracy Twyman a lot, who's, who's this like conspiracy researcher. Um, who more or less claimed that like she and whether or not this was a sort of psychotic situation is up in the air uh, or if it was like a sort of a harsh like prank, but like she was convinced that like her internet experience had entirely been hacked and like taken control of by like malevolent AIs. Um, like, oh. are there such things as like, like there's like, are there like, have has AI technology come to the point where like, it can sort of roam around like the internet, like in like a sort of like sci-fi sense. I mean, I guess like, I haven't thought about that, but like there, you know, there's like, there are spiders and stuff that crawl the web Yeah, and you could certainly (laughs) stick it, stick an AI on one of those. And, uh, I feel like I keep giving very dry, boring answers. That was not, I don't think that was a boring answer at all. That was Uh, okay. That's well, like a so vision just, out of a out of a William Gibson book or something. Yeah. Attaching an AI yeah. to a spider. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, spider with a neural net on it. Um I totally think it's possible. I'll, I just don't think it would I don't think it would be good enough. I don't think that mm-hmm. I don't think it would be consistently uh 
fooling enough. Although I guess if the person knows it's an NAI, then it's not like it passed the Turing test. So, hmm. right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, she was talking a lot about this cause yeah, she then, you know, died and I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, she's kind of still like a niche figure and like the sort of conspiracy thing, but that was kind of like one of the last things she was getting into is this whole like idea that like, either an AI in and of itself or someone weaponizing it against her, like some sort of like nefarious forces uh, could do such, you know, could configure this thing in such a way that it would like imitate people talking to her on Facebook. Like it would change her, Man. her experience that's, of the internet. That's, that's scary. That totally seems possible to me. And, <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, I think the best defense to that is to not be too attached to any particular version of reality. That's easy enough to say, but yeah, um, <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, would, that wouldn't even necessarily have to answer the question of consciousness or anything to to sort of achieve mm -hmm. that. You could just be creating like fake uh, comments and stuff, which is just amalgamating some a few you know uh, phrases and stuff, right? Yeah, totally. That's like pure function. And that's, that's well within, I mean, again, I don't think it would perfectly fool you all the time, but then it could certainly make you think maybe <laughs> my friends are occasionally being impersonated by AI bots. Right. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I can mostly check with people and verify, but uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that gets into the whole like, kind of gang stalking area is kind of like where it was that where that whole thing kind of lands is in that like, which is it's so on the edge of like, uh, you know, delusions of persecution that like is sort of like, mm -hmm. like these hallmark schizophrenic traits. Um, but then like, there's always that question of what if, especially when someone's doing that kind of like, iffy conspiratorial research and like kind of putting yourself out there as like a figure in that regard and you know it's not it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility that someone yeah. might yeah but that's yeah i just felt like because it's like uh i feel like we've kind of brought that up or at least maybe it's just me we've uh talked about that a bunch um just like uh the possibility that your experience of the internet might be different than like hmm. you know not like of course your experience is different because you're but like like what you're seeing is like actually somehow controlled like from the other end by someone else like not facebook you know yeah i mean i would it would take a, a lot of it like i would i set the bar pretty high for like ascribing something to just like schizophrenia yeah like to me that i mean it's not a very satisfying explanation so if there's a better one yeah i don't know this, this, this sounds plausible in this case yeah 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 i think so yeah. um yeah, that's a. I'll send you some stuff about. That's a very haunting uh, story. Yeah, um, please do. Um, yeah, if there's anything left, it's all. Much of it has been destroyed. Like oh, that's, taken up. That's yeah. not great. All of, yeah, all of her, like, web, websites <laughs> yeah, and stuff. That's, that's an crazy. interesting aspect. Is how it's all kind of been scrubbed. But um, yeah, yeah. Any anyway, I was like kind of kind of curious, like if you had any thoughts on maybe the relationship to. Uh, the occult and um like the development of technology um I was, I was reading earlier about uh 
how binary code was kind of discovered through the I Ching and um, it seems like ma like magical languages, alchemical <laughs> languages have sort of uh, inspired the development of coding. And then it also kind of seems like when you research a lot of um, a lot of tech developments and stuff, especially coming from the West Coast, you see a lot of these people are um, involved in in uh, new age isn't really the the right word for it but things like the Esalon Institute and stuff um, which I think was in like Big Sur or something uh, people like John Lilly um, even Timothy Leary um, with his like eight circuit model of uh, consciousness neurolinguistic programming it just seems like there's always kind of a, a, a feedback loop between occult and esoteric um, thinking and and sort of developments in technology and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't have the most, like, I'm, I'm a real nerd about this stuff. Like I, I, like I read a paper and I'm like, you know, I get really into the math of the paper and then I read another paper and like, I don't have like a well-balanced, like, so like sociologically informed, like, so I, I've heard of the, some of the stuff you're talking about, but I'm, I haven't been deep into it. Um, but I've wondered about this exact thing, like just how, like, you know, like to what extent does the binary code or like digital technology specifically carry a lot of this shadowy stuff with it? Mm -hmm. And um, um, yeah, the, 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 the thing to me that seems like I, I would, there's a bunch of angles you can take on this, but the, the thing to me that seems clear is that like, 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 digital top technology and digital computers like at the heart of it it's it's about sort of being able to control uh things at a much more fine grain level than we used to be and, 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 and we used to be able to and, and in particular like um being able to to like shape matter so that it can reflect your thoughts back to you mm. or to other people by, yeah. by using using a language that's encoded in this tiny at this tiny scale mm -hmm. so it's i mean i don't i probably don't know as much about the occult as you guys do but like it seems to me like it's it, this digital technology is all about to the extent that like uh you know casting spells is relating is related to spelling and such and control mm -hmm. through words you're right yeah. you're inscribing these instructions on this tiny thing uh mm -hmm. on this tiny medium whether it's um a hard disk or um or whatever and um uh yeah I, I think i think there's there's definitely something there there's there's a lot there um uh yeah i uh i don't know i'd have to think more about it i think yeah, yeah, <laughs> i mean that, have anything really no, like what, what you describe those it totally encapsulates <laughs> that idea it, i mean it is like magic i mean i think that's kind of a lot of the uh the intention of magic is is um you know reshaping the world around you through language um and it's it's interesting too how a lot of the uh the the actual language of of like describing magic and stuff sort of gets transposed onto the internet like things like oracle or even medium you mm -hmm. know um it's true yeah <laughs> Or, yeah, and well, yeah, and insofar as like magic is a form of language, and you know, vice versa. Like, 
I, I, and you know, code being its own language and the entire internet experience being made of that. As far as I know, it seems like a, it's all ruled over by like, you know, Hermes Mercury, you know? So it's kind <laughs> of like, a, it's, it seems like a, a magical endeavor. Um, mm. Yeah. And, well, and just one more, yeah. One more layer on that. Like the, the, well, you know, like, I don't know how far you guys have gone into like coding and stuff, but I mean, in the typical case, there are many layers of programs reading each other, you know, well, again, whether you, I tend to think I, the more I study this stuff, the more I take words like reading and memory and knowledge in these contexts, literally or seriously, like whether or not there's a conscious subject there, um, they're, they're, they're doing something that performing something that's indistinguishable in many ways from like the core thing that we do when we read or whatever. So like, you know, something's written in binary code, it gets read by a slightly higher level program, you know, that, that gets compiled into another programming language and ultimately gets projected on a screen, which is another language. Um, it's visual language that we, that we can understand. And right. it really is this process of hierarchical kind of unpacking of a language and all of these, it's, it's easy to look at it in a very dark light. It's like all of these, like kind of like half intelligent, like rudimentary yeah, yeah. minds reading each other's scribblings and right. That's how you, that's yeah. how you get the internet. And it's, but it's right. kind of true. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, um, I mean, that, that's almost just putting like a, a, a goofy spin on it, but it's, uh, that's really funny. That's like, uh, Summon, summoning demons and binding them yeah. through like a yeah. magical spell right. and then having them uh, perform a task for you that's really interesting yeah, yeah. yeah, one yeah. Of, right like one of the most popular theories of consciousness in in the functionalist camp in philosophy of mind is called homuncular functionalism right. just like that's crazy yeah wow. you know it's like you you get simpler and simpler beings until until you get ones that are so simple that you can explain them just by appeal to like uh, you know flipping a switch on and off and that's how you can explain complicated <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's wild. Yeah, the whole, uh, and I feel like, I don't know if this is right, but there is like kind of like some like kind of wink and nod kind of like references to magic and demonology within coding language, I think. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, yeah. um, like. Well, probably give, I mean. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear examples, but I mean, I'm trying to find this. Well, never. I'm not going to be able to, but I know that app word is used. <laughs> uh, oh, and, cool. Yeah, which is of course you know a séance term. Um, but <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I, I've seen other examples, but I didn't come prepared. Just like little, yeah, no, I short shortcuts. You see them in passing a lot, and then you kind of forget them. But yeah. you're like, oh, that's like an occult term but yeah i yeah, think it's yeah. like yeah it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek but it is it's still right. interesting yeah yeah it's totally like uh yeah someone knew what they were talking about and was also like working in a coding situation yeah 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 um, i mean i don't know how pervasive the occult influences and like you know the forces that are organizing all this stuff <laughs> but i wouldn't be surprised if it influenced right. this technology as well yeah i mean there, there's a, there's like a logical uh progression i think because it's sort of like the the encoding that that goes on in like magical texts and a lot of it was you know secular writing just like um basically using metaphor and and uh coded language to kind of conceal statements you know that 
might have been like politically driven and stuff like that uh thinking of like francis bacon and stuff like that and just like the the age of enlightenment and stuff all the alchemical mm. texts um but yeah i don't know there's kind of like more left field uh again going back to like left field conspiratorial thinking that like in creating things like ai we're creating uh a vessel for something else to manifest through, you know, like something, uh, more classically demonic. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I hope not. Um, (laughs) 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 I, I guess if, if, uh, oh yeah. That's my, I told you Evelyn was yeah. going to interrupt at some point. So yeah. My daughter, I'm going to let her in. I was still talking about um, <laughs> AI's vessels for demons. So, um, yeah, so um, can you sit with me? I'm on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will pretty soon, actually. Um, yeah, so... I, I guess I don't know. I, that's an interesting thought, but like, oh, hey, hello. Um, what would uh, like? I think if there is anything that we're creating a vessel for here, it's just like uh, a channel for really powerful, corrupt people to mess with other people. Yeah. Or like just something. Or there could be. If there is another thing, it's really, uh, really interesting. Because I can only imagine, like, I guess there could be something that emerges out of all these layers of digital technology and spells on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> that's like uh, hard to foresee or predict. That's the really yeah. interesting thing, I think. Yeah, definitely. This is uh, yeah. an unforeseeable uh, consciousness, <laughs> maybe something that is like a para consciousness, you know? Yeah. And this, but this is why I cannot just dismiss this whole thing as a mistake because. Maybe this is terrible, and this is where I notice that I'm thinking a utopian thinker or something. But like, because it's unforeseeable and unknown, and because things suck in many ways, I can't say that we shouldn't bring this thing into being, whatever it is. Hmm. If it's hmm. demonic, then we shouldn't, though. Yeah, by, de- by definition. <laughs> oh man! Right. It reminds me of that uh, like Rocco's basilisk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Um, the- yeah. <laughs> but like, oh yeah, like the the AI that is like going to either reward or punish you depending on whether or not you brought it into being. Um. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's one possibility. <laughs> right, that's close to worst case scenario, I guess. But right, hmm. yeah, I don't. Um, so, but you're you're pretty confident that uh, you're not uh, building something that's going to destroy the world. Uh, I'm not right now. I can tell you that. I can barely yeah. get shit to, shit to work. Uh, you weren't going to let um, him get out of yeah, here yeah. on the positive thought, you know? He could have he got out of here on the positive message with the, the last bit, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's, I'm 80% sure that it's not that. It's not going to destroy the world. That's good. Yeah. That's, um, that's helpful. Um, that's, yeah, that's, I feel like in the realms that we travel in the sort of uh, paranormal conspiracy podcast world everyone's pretty freaked out about it so it's interesting no i mean to be honest like i want to i want to leave you guys on a positive note but i i mean if if i'm if it's about being truthful then yeah yeah 
no, this, this is scary. You got, you got, we've got to be careful at this point. And, and there is, you know, it, it really does. Like, there's a lot that's being developed and it's, it's pretty, but you know it already. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And I, there's nothing I can say that's, it's, it's pretty much what it looks like. I think I would just yeah. add that also, you know, um, there are, these are, these are like, I mean, obviously. Right. But I mean, I've, I've, I guess I've had experience talking to people in this field and it's like, and they're just people and they don't have it all figured out. So right. I guess I, to, to me, the positive message is it's not clear how to exactly to resist this or which parts of it should be resisted, but like we should definitely, like you guys said, keep paying attention and just stay involved as much as possible because we can change the course that this takes because it's a mm-hmm. feedback cycle and yeah. it just does not work without us. And we're not just yeah. shaped by it. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we, it responds to us and it, it can only do what we allow it to do. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard to control what we as as a society allow things to do because. Uh, yeah, I guess like once it's about once it's like two people, that's kind of where the control ends. Yes, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. Um, well, man, I feel like uh, there's a million yeah. other things we could keep yeah, yeah. bugging you about, but uh, I think we'll let you get out on that and man it was such a pleasure uh yeah really great yeah it was amazing to kind of get you know some informed opinions on this stuff that isn't just sort of reckless speculation or uh (laughs) you know i mean or just speculation in general you know but yeah that's um that was really amazing i I really appreciate you coming on thanks so much yeah yeah awesome to talk to you guys you know anytime yeah cool all right I guess we'll end it there. Uh, Yeah, keep it real. All right. Thanks again. You too. All right. Bye-bye. I have 39%. We're back. (laughs) 